0: This is the Red Culture Leadership Podcast, episode number 13, and on this episode, we have Children's Minister Justin Smith sharing with us. I'm Jake Johnson, and here at the Red Culture Leadership Podcast, we are on a mission to equip and encourage leaders in student ministry. Today, we have the recording of Justin Smith at our Merge Conference this past fall. Uh, but hey... Uh, let, let's well, let, let's dive into this and uh, and talk about excellence real quick. I think I think excellence is a. Can you grab my Bible, please? I, th- I think excellence is a very. Um, um, it's a, it's I think I think it's an it's a, it's an underrated, um, and overlooked thing in the church, especially when it comes to children's ministry. Um, I, and I, I think sometimes uh, I, I think we get intimidated by excellence a little bit because. Uh, I think we think perfection when we think of excellence. That's got to be perfect. And I think that stresses some of us out. We know like, there's no way that we can have a perfect ministry, right? I mean, I, I, can't, I, I don't have a perfect ministry. I mean, you, you, could, walk, you could walk through Go Kids at River Valley Church, and you could be like... Uh, I mean, some people might be, wow, like, wow, this is amazing. But you'd be like, oh, I can't they do this, this, and I would do this differently, and this differently. And that's, and that's fine. Uh, but so, so it's not so much about perfection, but I think there is, I think it is important... Um, that we do, uh, that we do the best we can uh, with what we have. I think that excellence—the um, first thing here—I think excellence. Uh, we'll get to that quote in a minute. I think excellence honors God, and, and the, that's our first thing here. And I'm going to go to First Kings chapter 10, and this is, I, this is what I mean by that. This is my, one of my favorite verses, and I challenge people when they uh, when they kind of bring up the excellence part. But this is when the Queen of Sheba comes to uh, comes to uh, Solomon's temple. And, uh, and, and takes a visit and, and I'll start in verse 1 and, and we'll skip around a little bit if you think I'm taking <clears> out of context you can read chapter 10 uh, in 1 Kings uh, a, little, a little later if you want to uh, but it says this it says, when the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame which brought honor to the Lord, uh, which brought honor to the name of the Lord she came to test him with hard questions so I love that because your ministry can be so amazing God can be doing such a work in your life that other people will hear of it and come just to see uh, what it's all about. And I mean, it, I mean, isn't that like the dream? Is that like whatever we're doing? Um, you're making such an impact in your community that people want to say, "I want to, I want to go to First Assembly and just see see what it's all about. I want to go to Brain, I want to go wherever it is uh, to your church and just see what see what it's all about. And and again, I, I think when we when you when we hear that, we think uh, like all the glitz, the glamour, the money that goes into it. It could be you just you just have such compassion. For people that people like there's no way that people love people like this. No way, I'm, I'm going to go check it out. And so again, when, when I talk about this, it's not, it has nothing to do with money. Excellence has not, doesn't necessarily let me, let me put that there. Have anything to do with money has everything to do with, with the best we can. Uh, but she heard of his fame, goes to the temple, It says, when she arrived in Jerusalem with a large group of attendants and a great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold and precious jewels, when she met with Solomon, uh, she talked with him about everything she had on her mind. Um, and so that also tells me, um, I have little sidebars here. So it always tells me, I mean, be ready. Be, be read up. Know what you're talking about. Know, know what you're doing. Don't, don't just wing it. Um, right? I mean, I've, I've been there in seasons. It's like, oh my gosh, what am I teaching tomorrow? And, uh, and, uh, and you're rummaging through the, the curriculum. You're calling this person, that person. And, and you're just trying, trying to make it happen for the, week, uh, for the weekend because uh, life is life. And, 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 it, and it got in the way of, of, of ministry. And so... Uh, I get it, but, but but be ready. And then Solomon had answers for all her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. In verse 4, when the queen of Sheba realized how very wise Solomon was, and when she saw the palace he had built, she was, check this out, she was overwhelmed. She was also amazed at the food on his table, the organization of his officials, and their splendid clothing, the cupbearers, and the burnt offerings Solomon made at the temple of the Lord. Um in verse 6, she explained to the king everything I heard in my country about your achievement and wisdom is true. And if you keep reading, in fact, it was it was so she was so overwhelmed, so amazed uh by by everything that she saw that she actually the Bible records in, in, in chapter ten here that she gave like the largest offering really that's ever been given. Uh, at least until this point, it says it says in the Bible, it's the largest offering ever given, like the, the most money ever given to, to someone. And, uh, and th- that's how that's how amazed she was. And so um, excellence, excellence, excellence is a big deal. Excellence matters. And uh, because I, I think that if Solomon would have cut corners, I think if he would if he would have uh, done things any differently, I don't know that she would have been. The Bible report says overwhelmed. I mean, that's a big statement to make to say that someone is overwhelmed. Right. I mean, when people come into my house, they are not. Overwhelmed. I'll be honest. They're like, "Oh my gosh, what in the world's happening here? Bomb exploded." Yeah, six kids. Okay, um, and so, but this is the best we could do. Okay, um, but hope- hopefully, when people walk into your ministries, they get a, they get a sense of, "Man, this is this is amazing. This is great." And you might you might be meeting in a basement. You might be meeting in a school. You might be meeting in the attic. Uh, I don't know. Where, I don't know. I don't know where you're uh, where you're meeting, but wherever it is. Uh, I think that God wants it to be a place of excellence, and it brings honor to Him. Um, it, it, it lifts Him, it brings glory, and I think so- Solomon knew that, and uh, and uh, it, it made an impact in um, in her life. and And people people will come uh, to, to your to your ministries to see that. I think it's important to go back to this slide here. Uh, Walt Disney says this: uh, He said, "There's no magic in magic; it's all in the details." Right? And so I know I know magic is synonymous with Disney um, a, a lot of times, and so. You know, it's the Magic Kingdom, right? At Walt Disney World, and um, and and there's all you know. You hear like you have a magical experience when, when you when you go there, and it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the details uh, that all the cast members, which are their employees, that uh, put into uh, making that experience magical. Um, and so, I think that obviously we don't do magic in church, uh, but I think that uh, we can create an experience for our kids um, that. Uh, I'll, I'll use, or that, that, that feels magical. I mean, it's not magical, but in other words, that they feel uh, uh, someone wants me here. They feel one. They feel love. They feel important. They feel uh, uh, like they have a purpose. Um, and that's what we can provide for them. Uh, but it's the details, I think, that, that, that makes that uh, possible. I'm going to skip around a little bit here. I just, just read that chapter. Um, and so excellence brings honor to God. Excellence also uh, inspires people. Um, excellence inspires people. Um, i'll never forget when uh, um, uh, pastor uh, pastor Rob he uh, uh, was, was a pastor up, up in River Valley Church and I remember sitting in the front row um, in one of our services and uh, and just just a couple weeks before someone had gone through uh, with the video camera all the ministries in the church we we're doing a, a volunteer push uh, one weekend and so uh, they had some video person come to church and just kind of take some videos of, of the different ministries, and uh, it, it was a very quick commercial type thing. So re- literally, like the, the like every ministry got like a like a, just a couple seconds, like because there's kind of like when just B-roll footage, just kind of you know going through different shots and talking about uh, the importance of volunteering. And I remember sitting there, I was sitting next to him uh, in the front row, and uh, and all of a sudden like it, the kids part comes up, and it was just real quick. Um, someone was talking over the video and. And it goes to the next one, he leans over and he goes, did you see that? I'm like, see what? I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I like, I like kids ministry. He's like, it's like, no, 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 did you, did you see the rocket ship? We had this rocket ship hanging down from, from the ceiling. I was like, yeah, isn't it cool? We have a rocket ship? He's like, no, did you see like, the, the, the way the light was? It was casting these really bad looking shadows on the wall and it just didn't look very good. I'm like, for real? Like, are you for real? He's like, yeah, that's like, like when people walk in, that's the first thing they see and I'm, and you know and um and the, you know the cynical part of people are like oh come on give me a break like is that really even important but first impressions matter i mean the, the details matter i mean i mean and um and, and so it was it was a big deal and, and i don't know about you but like like when i go into a place um, and i see something excellently done it does inspire me i'm like man i want to i want to do this or man i want to i want to know i want to know the story behind making this happen and it does it actually it actually makes me it gets me excited. And I think that uh, when, when people walk through the spaces, I, I think that they get excited when they see excellence. Or um, I remember when I first went to River Valley, it was in, kind of in, in disarray. I mean, uh, the kids ministry was, was not uh, being done well at all. There was, there was not a lot of vision. There was not a lot of direction or organization. And so we kind of helped uh, bring the, uh, put that together there. And, uh, and I remember uh, walking into the room uh, first weekend. There's 100 kids in this one room, uh, two adults, and that's it. It was, the, it was the, the guy leading it and his wife in the little kid's store in the back. And literally, there's only two adults in the room. I wish I was over-exaggerating, but I'm not. And uh, I was like, okay, we got, we got some work to do here. And, uh, and I remember I, this, I talked to this guy. He was a, he was a Starbucks executive and uh, over, over a few or several Starbucks in the area. And he attended our church. And I knew he, he'd never done kids ministry before and, and everything, but I knew that he was organized. And I began just to share the vision and express uh, man, what, what, what we could do here. And he was impressed with uh, just with the, the excellence that I was speaking of and the excellence that he thought we could, we could attain, that he was like, yeah, I'm in. And he helped develop all the spreadsheets and all this stuff to put things in place. Um, and he's just a, he's just a volunteer uh, doing, what, doing what he's doing. But, he, but it was something he's passionate about, just impressed with, with the excellence. Like he was like, yeah, I'm in. And he helped organize all this. So, uh, so today, I mean, really, River Valley Church went from uh, a few dozen volunteers uh, to thousands of volunteers. Uh, today, largely in part because the organization that he brought, a volunteer brought uh, to, to the ministry because he was inspired by, by the excellence um, that, that, that was, uh, was going to take place there um, at the church. And so excellence, I mean, it absolutely inspires people. I think it inspires families. Uh, we'll, we'll actually go into that right now. Because Disney says this. He says, people can feel perfection. Quality is the imperceptible things that guests might not even know they see. But devotion to detail lets guests know that they're worth the effort. I think that's very true. Um, I, think it's, I think it's very true that people can feel perfection. I remember um, I just took uh, uh, my son. We were just in Nashville uh, two weeks ago. And we were um, at a church there. And we're walking through their, their kid space. It was a ma- massive church. I mean, huge. almost like this one. This church just keeps going. I swear, you like turn a corner, it's like in another <laughs> hallway with ten rooms, and you turn another corner, it's like another auditorium. Like what in the world? I um, mean, this church was massive. Um, it had a. I mean, just ha- just their kid space was like visiting up church. I mean, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, it was, it was very, very cool. And I remember um, I, I was I've been in church for a while. I mean, I, I can be like, I can go into some things and kind of have a, like a critical eye for things and and ask questions. So I'm looking at things and I'm like um, yeah, I'm, I'm just asking, asking my son some questions. He's asking me questions like, Dad, why do they have this? There doesn't really go with that. And doesn't really tell the story of kids' ministry, and we geeks like that, so, um, so we, we go through all that, and I remember that, you know, even, even my son, like, he picked up on something, he's like, uh, you know, Dad, like, when, uh, when, when people walk in this room, like, like, parents won't even notice those things we're talking about right now, and that's very true. When things are done well, people uh, don't even... No, I mean, they, they don't notice. They're not like, oh man, this is, yeah, I see, I see the way this looks here and that matches that and it goes with this and there, like all that work that goes into it, but they feel it. They know when it's not there. You know what I mean? And so, so it can feel discouraging sometimes because you walk into a space and you're like, I spent so much time and no one said anything. It probably means you did, you did a good job. Uh, it's, it's, it's when you don't spend the time and you cut corners and you do this and that. That's when people, they start to wonder and, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, man, do I even matter? Or I, this, this doesn't make sense or, or whatnot. And so, so that, that's what Disney is talking about. It's like people, they just, they, they, they can feel it. They can feel when you uh, put, put the extra effort into it. And I mean, this quote came from, someone asked him when he created the Tiki Tiki Room. Um, you know whether you like that song or not, it gets stuck in your head for days when you go into it. Um, it's these elect- anim- animatronic uh, birds singing in the "Takey Takey 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 Takey" room. I don't know if you guys—you guys probably just think I did not get enough sleep last night. That's fine. Um, and, uh, and so, but it's these stuff, but they're all animatronic birds that that, that sing. It's it's, it's kind of cool. It's amazing. It's been around since the '50s, and, uh, and they still got going on. And when he'd walk through the room to take a look at the the, uh, the experience. Um, I mean, all the birds were, were were flapping their wings. I mean, they were singing and everything. Um, everything was synced up. And he looks at and goes, he's like, no, it's all wrong. Like, like this, this isn't right. Doesn't doesn't look real. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. He's like, uh, the birds, birds breathe. You can't see, um, you can't see them breathing. And so, so he looked at that detail. Um, and so, I mean, you go there now, you see the birds. I mean, like, it'll they'll breathe uh, just like this, and and they're just like, I can't believe this is. This is what you're looking at. Like, isn't everything else amazing? But the detail of that was important to him because when people go in, uh, they can feel that. And so I think that sometimes it can feel intimidating because we're like, okay, Justin, you're talking about perfection now. It's like, oh, my goodness. Um, I'm just trying to get through. I'm just from weekend to weekend. Well, the good thing is this, is that God's not talking about perfection. Uh, This is what God's talking about in Philippians 3.12. He says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection." But, and this is the key, the, key, the key part of the verse. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. So in other words, I know I'm never going to be perfect. I know that. But you know what? I'm not going to give up on the journey to do my best. Does that make sense? And so mm-hmm. I, think, I, I apply this to just about everything in life. Like, hey, you know what? I know I may never get to the, 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 the point where I want to get um, where, where, because, man, I'm such a perfectionist or whatever. But you know what? I'm never going to give up. In doing my very best and trying to get there, mm-hmm. and I mean, so he's he's applying that to our Christian faith, our life. But I, I, so I apply that not only to that, but I apply that to everything I do. And so for me, this is what it does: it frees me up to not having to feel like I have to be perfect um, in everything that that that. Yeah, it's like oh my gosh, that wasn't the exact the, the exact spot, or I went to touch up paint and it was like a degree off, and so you can kind of tell a little bit. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stress myself up and worry about that. But I am gonna do my very best. So if I cut corners, I was like, I don't know what that paint is. It's close enough. Whatever. We'll just go with it. And I didn't research. I mean, that's on me. You know what I mean? And so, because I could have done better. I could have. I could have found that that, that paint that, that, that matched the wall better. But if I was like, you know, just too lazy, that that's one thing. But he's saying, hey, um, just do do your best. Go for it. Uh, and uh, and you'll reap the rewards for that. Uh, for sure. And, uh, and also this, um, and then we'll get into some, some practical things here. Excellence doesn't mean expensive. Excellence doesn't mean expensive. And so, like I said, um, I have, uh, I, have done things where, where I've, I've literally spent half a million dollars, uh, renovating a kid's space. I mean, how many would love to have that? Hello? Who wouldn't, right? Come on. Uh, anyone would love to have that. And it was a lot of fun. It was amazing. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, a big wow factor. And I've had absolutely no money. And I, I literally, like, just the money that we had to personally invest into making our, our uh, school room that was shared with a band. I mean, that's like a nightmare if you're a kids' ministry. like, mm-hmm. band instruments everywhere that you've got to keep kids away from. And, uh, and then you've got to kind of decorate. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's 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 not fun. Um, but it doesn't mean expensive. It doesn't mean um that it has to be it just like I said, uh excellence um isn't perfection, it's doing the best you can with what you have. That is how I define excellence. And so, um I think that's how you should yeah, that, that's how you should define excellence as well, is it's doing the very best you can with what you have. And uh if you feel like you're not doing the best you can, then use it as a challenge to, to do better. Um, if you don't know how to gauge that, then I encourage you to find, to find people you trust, find people in the church, uh, find uh, maybe another staff member, um, and just say, hey, can you evaluate what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Evaluate what we're doing. Just just walk through and, and, uh, and, and make a list of things, and then let's talk about it afterwards. And then you just have to be, um, can we have some real talk for a minute? We just have to be like grown-ups, right? and, and, take, and take that assessment, take the evaluation. And I've done that a few times, and it, I could have chosen to be offend, like offended, like, oh, but you don't, you, you, don't know, you don't know my situation. Like, I, I could have had that, that really rise up within me um, and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand this, this, and this happened. But I didn't. I just, I just like, man, that's great. That's good. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I was clenching my teeth, like, okay, great. But I just took it because I, I needed it. I needed to hear it because we get married to our own stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. and we just, we just, our perspective just, just changes and gets warped a little bit because uh, we just start th- looking like this because we've been in it. And so to have that outside perspective, I think challenges us and pushes us um, to do better uh, in, in, in ministry. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I have people help you. But here, here's some things that you can do um, to, uh, to get started uh, with, uh, uh, with, with being an excellent ministry. Um, I say the first time guest experience. Again, this has nothing to do with money, but it can. So, if you, so it could be like you've got some money to spend, but maybe you are not using it wisely. Man, um, yeah, let's, let's have that conversation, and let's begin to use that wisely or, or you know, talk to people. Call Troy up later and be like, hey, uh, I've got $500 my pastor gave me. Um, how, I mean, give me some ideas, some thoughts. This is what, this is what we do during the year, whatever, and, and bounce that off of people and, 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 and get going. But I say like the first-time guest experience because that is the first thing that people see uh, uh, feel uh, when, they walk, uh, w- when they approach your kids' ministry is, is that first-time guest experience. So what is that like? Uh, is it uh, sometimes it's like, like, are you friendly? Uh, do people smile? Uh, are people um, are, I don't know if it's on here. Okay, are people wearing uh, I mean, are, 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 do, do they look nice? Um, I've gotten to some, some places and it looks like someone just rolled out of bed and I'm like, yo, you're letting that person greet your first-time families. I know that if you're like me, we're desperate for volunteers. Please tell me I'm not the only one. Okay, good, thank you. <laughs> I was like, "Tell me your plan." Tell me your plan. Um, and so I know, I know we'll take just about anyone, <laughs> but it's like, come on, you guys, let's let, let's value that that first impression, uh, because people will choose, and we've heard this stat before, maybe, but people choose their church within the first few minutes mm-hmm. of of walking on campus, and if you have kids, guess what that first few minutes is? It's you. It's us. That that's what it is. They they haven't even walked into. Uh, they've barely walked into the lobby. They haven't walked into the auditorium, and they've already decided if if this is going to be their church or not. And we have that amazing, awesome responsibility to to give them that first great impression. And so, what is that first-time guest experience? Do you have a moment? I mean, I mean, do your volunteers know uh, what the ministry is about? Do they know your goals? Do they know that type of stuff? Because those things can, can come up in conversations. Uh, do you, do you give them anything? And I know, um, again, this, this is coming from a ministry that had, um, that, that had a lot to give, but uh, you know, we had like, you know, welcome packets, but uh, when I had no money, uh, when we were, when we were creating this, it was literally, I went to the dollar store and got little dollar stick stickers, just something fun that kids would like, or a little temporary tattoos from the dollar store. Um, I had just a little card made that we printed in-house on cardstock. Um, and I'm, I'm, you like that, so I cut all the borders so like the color bleeds and all that kind of, yeah. And so, you know what I mean? So, but that's stuff you can do, and it, it costs very little money, a few bucks. Um, and you can, throw like, you can even find like a, like a clear bag and, and put it if you want to, or, or just give it to them. Um, something that looks nice. So it doesn't have to necessarily, necessarily be something like that. Um, but, but that first-time guest experience is important. It doesn't have to cost money. But, but what does it look like? And if you have a hard time with that, again, find someone in your church that, that maybe has an eye for that kind of stuff and just say, what do you think? Tell me what you think. This what it looks like, and uh, and even have them go through the experience or watch how watch how your volunteers interact with new families as they come in. Just say, hey, what well, what do you think? I mean, was it were they kind? Were they nice? Did they explain things properly? Did they just point? Oh yeah, your classrooms down there. Uh, or did they wa- did they have someone walk them to the classroom? Say, hey, let me show you, and then introduce them to their to their teacher. Those things make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Whether in a small town, large city, it makes a big difference. Um, the classrooms are they orderly? I know it seems simple, You're like that's elementary, Justin. I know, but those are the things that I think we overlook sometimes. But is everything in order? I mean, when, when people uh, walk up to that room and maybe have one of those, a door like this, and there's a little gate there, or whatever, what's the first thing they see? Do they see chaos? Do they see a mess? Do they see things scattered everywhere? Or do they see things are in order? And, and kids, and again, I get, I get little kids, it's like, it's hard to control them, but, but are things uh, in, in a proper place, it go, goes a long way. Is the space decorated? Um, I mean, it could again. It could be five hundred thousand dollars worth of decorations. It could be uh, it could be five dollars from the dollar store, and you go and get um, you know, balloons. Uh, balloons go a long way, you guys. I'm telling you, what, we use balloons for everything, um, and they could, they can brighten up a space uh, like none other. Or uh, those flags that, that that you could drape across the, the room. I mean, we, I use those all the time because it fills up space and they're exciting, they're fun, and they happen to be in right now. So, um, but yeah, how does space decorate? Um, are signs clear and easy to read? Um, I've gotten to places and you just don't know where to go. You don't know, like, is this my classroom? Is that, Am I supposed to go over there or whatever? I mean, it sh- it sh- you should be able to walk into space and without even talking to anyone, know exactly where to go. They should talk to someone. But if they didn't, for some reason, they should see signs and know exactly where to go. Um, and I even say this, like, I don't even think your sign should be, uh, and your sign should be printed. Like, I say, like, these are details. Again, remember talking about excellence. <coughs> instead, of, instead of, you know, just kind of handmade, like, oh, my goodness, we got we to do this real quick, or, or your computer screen breaks, and you're like, out of order. Uh, you know, you, you place it there. Um, you know, those things should be printed and look nice. Uh, clean spaces, again, I think it's overlooked. Um, I, I've gone to a lot, a lot of places, and there's just stuff on the floor. And like, oh, my, did he even vacuum or you know, toys? I mean. Make sure things are clean. And then age-specific programming is important. I think, um, you know, we're just uh, trying to make it work and, and, and we don't pay attention to make, is this really, is this really uh, are, are these kids getting it? Is it really impacting them? Is it, is it on their level? Um, is, it, is it too old for them because they're younger? Is it too young for them because they're older? Those are all things to look at. And it might seem like a lot, like a big fire hose, like, oh my goodness. Um, but those are all things that, that I think that we need to evaluate. And I think that help make an excellent ministry and again, it doesn't cost, it doesn't have to cost anything. Um, it just has to, it's us paying attention. Um, we're almost, we're almost done here and then we'll, we'll do some questions and take a little break. Uh, but here's this, the, the, uh, this, uh, put yourself in their shoes, put yourself in their shoes. Um, I love, uh, Walt Disney has a quote. He says, uh, wherever I go on a ride or whenever I go on a ride, I'm always thinking about what's wrong with the thing and how it can be improved. Um, I'm, whenever I go and write, I'm always seeing what's wrong with it and how it can be improved. I think it's okay uh, to have that kind of a critical eye. of The ministry that you lead or the ministry that you're part of is to to walk to walk through and just say how can this get how can this get better? And you might feel like, I mean, I've I've put all the effort into it. it it's amazing. You could have the vet, the best VBS, the best this or that. I still think you should ask the question: How can this be better? How can this be better? I think there's always room for improvement. So even someone like someone like Walt Disney, who creates all these magic, you know, the, the, these amazing theme parks and these amazing movies and wh- whatnot, he still say, he still has a critical eye. How can it be better? How can we improve for next time? Um, and so even for even for our ministries, how can we reach more people? How can we how could we have made this more engaging? How could we have made this more entertaining? How could we have we made this more uh, just just impactful in their spirits to really come alive? Um, I think is I think is really important, uh, but but putting yourself in in, in, in their shoes, um, and so and so that even means, um, and I've done this before, like like a secret shopper program type of thing. You guys ever heard of secret shoppers? I've done that in our in, in our kids ministry. I've I've uh, gone to, in, I've even done it with like with new families to the church. I've, and they maybe come a few times, and I have said, hey, uh, she a few times whatever. Can you do me a favor? And it's it's, it's kind of an awkward a conversation, but they love it. Uh, for, for, for the most part I think just like everyone has like been like oh yeah I love you that's amazing it actually gets buying for them and they end up just, just loving the church that's not the purpose of it although it's a, it's a great yeah I mean I, I love that but I just say hey you're to the church can you just can, can you just walk through the, the experience that, that, that you have and can you can you, get, can you give me some feedback afterwards I just want to know like how friendly were we how, how, how engaging were, were, were the volunteers like your kids what, what did they say afterwards about the lesson are they saying anything about the lesson and and those are cues for me um, to to say, hey, yeah, we're doing a great job, or man, we got to do better, um, or even me walking through the shoot, just just kind of pretending, okay, I'm not leading this thing today, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to observe, uh, have a critical eye, and just and just kind of just look around and just see how things are. I'm not I'm not there to see how wonderful I am or how wonderful uh, we've made things, but I'm there to I'm there to find the things to get better. Um, I, th- I think it's real important to make your ministry better. And then the last thing here, um, it's, just, it's just the little things. Um, it's the little things that make a big difference. Um, and I, I don't have a ton of time to, to, to go through everything, uh, but I'll just, I'll just go off some bullet points here. Uh, I think uh, if you don't have a weekend checklist, so if you guys want an excellent ministry, uh, create a weekend checklist. Because if you're like me, I'm so busy, you're so thinking about everything that you just you forget things, right? And so we literally have a checklist for everything. Um, so, how to. Uh, how to lead the ministry, how to make sure things are set up before the weekend starts, what happens after the ministry is done, checklist, checklist, checklist. And then you go through them, and then it helps you not forget. It helps you stay on your toes. The volunteer, it's easy for the volunteers to follow instead of you, it all resting on you all the time. Or maybe you are the volunteers, and you're like, I would love for this. Um, talk to your leader, or if you're the volunteer leading it, um, it's something that, that you can be done. Uh, I Just avoid handwritten signs. I already mentioned that. Uh, focus on the positive instead of the negative. And so when you're talking to uh, uh, volunteers, um, I might be talking like this to you, but like, when you go back and talk to your teams, um, I'm not like, oh, you did horrible. I can't believe it. you got to get better. No, I mean, focus on the positive things uh, that they're doing and really lift their spirits up. Um, but then also, uh, yeah, use, using feedback to, to get better. Um, over-communicate to parents, I think, is a way of excellence. Um, these are all things for excellence, guys, So over communicating to parents. I've noticed this, is that when you think you've communicated everything to a parent, and they're like, I have never heard about this before in my life. Uh, and you're like, oh my goodness, we've been talking about this for weeks. How could you not have known? Um, it's, they're just getting it. So when you get to that point of like, how, how in the world do you not know this? Just know they're just now getting it. And so you have to keep communicating it and keep going over and over and over again. Uh, because I'm a parent, I get it, like, I'm so, you're just busy, like, church is not your life when you're a parent, church is a part of your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you might not like that I said that, but that's, just, that's reality. And even the Bible doesn't say church is your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so uh, the, the, the family of God is there as a part of your life, but it's not your life. God is our life, and we have all these elements, and the church fits in there, but when we're in the ministry, we just think church, like, church is everything, and so people are always thinking about church. No. They're not always thinking about church. In fact, they're probably thinking about church on Saturday night. What time do you got to get up in the morning for church? That's when they're thinking about church. Um, and uh, empower your team. Um, and so uh, make sure your team feels empowered. Like, like they can make decisions. If you walked into the ministries that, that I've led, uh, you'd be surprised maybe about the decisions that a volunteer can make. Uh, and it doesn't have to go to the kids pastor or the kids leader because, um, because we believe in them. We empower them and, and we, we train them. Uh, and so they know what to do. They know how to make those decisions. Um, and we know how to do feedback afterwards. And so that creates a lot of buying for the team. And that create, helps create excellence. Um, I love Disney. Like, we've gone to Disney before. And I remember, I think it was just the last time we were there, um, someone, like, dropped their hot chocolate or something like that. I, I think we were sitting there and one of the kids just dropped their hot chocolate. And, uh, and I've, been, I've been in some cases, it's like, ah, oh, you know, they, they don't even do anything. It's like they mop it up. and It's like, oh, well, I just got to rebuy another... Hot chocolate, like yo, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, and I've been someplace like oh, well, let me talk to my manager see if I can replace that or whatever. And I loved, I mean, Disney were there and like just seconds later, the just a cast member, uh, I think I think one of the ones even just like with the de- with the with the brooms, uh, was was just like oh hey let, let me let me clean it up for you and and uh, and then like someone came out with a new hot chocolate like just like that I was like. Oh, Magic here, they're really is magic. I do not believe in it, but it's here. Um, but like, it's because they're empowered to make decisions and power to do those types of things. And so, how do we empower teams? Uh, I, like, name identification badges do people know who to go to? Do they know who to talk to to get information about kids' ministry? So, name identification or t shirts or anything. Um, and then follow through. I know, I know, again, you're like, this is so easy because in some ways, it really is. We just, I think we make it complicated, mm-hmm. um, or we're comparing our ministries to other ministries all the time. And I think it's dangerous. And then we think, oh, if I only had, no, 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 no. It's, it's actually very simple. Um, but follow through. So are you a person of your word? When you say, hey, I'll, yeah, I'll give you a call on Monday. Thanks for signing up to volunteer. Do you really call them on Monday? Or do you call on Wednesday? Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to call you. That's not an excellent ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, follow through is important. Or, or whatever, uh, yeah, it's important. And so, uh, again, while this is we'll one with this, so the best is never the best pay attention to the smallest details. Um, I use that to to challenge me all the time. The best is never the best. Pay attention to the smallest details. And again, I think that goes right along with the verse that we read in Philippians, where um, not that you'll ever uh, attain it, but we strive uh, to attain uh, that perfection. So um, yeah, that's what I have for for, uh, uh, excellent ministry. And I'm going to do this too. I've got got a couple of these, uh, these books with me. And I'm going to give these to uh, give these to Troy, and he can do whatever he wants with them, um, and, uh, and hand them out. Uh, but it's, it's called If Disney ran your children's ministry, and I'm the worst seller, so I'm not trying to sell them. Um, but but he mentioned it. But I'm going to give those to him, and he can uh, hand those out however he uh, however he wants to. Um, I don't even know how to order them. I think you can go to kidminmouse.com or something like that um, uh, to to get them. But uh, yeah, we absolutely uh, we just got principles in there again about how to apply apply the, the Disney stuff to our kids ministries. Um, do you guys have any questions? about this and then we'll take I uh, will take a break and, and come back and tackle another one and we'll make that one maybe a little shorter just so in case you guys have questions because I get bored of myself even talking this long so I, I get it oh. no? very cool and I, what I did too I, started, I just brought some stuff that we've done um, again it's not to be like hey look at all the cool stuff we've done it's to inspire it's to um, just to say hey this is the stuff that we've done and when I taught kids ministry I, I, and I forgot to open with this I don't think that I do things the right way. I just do things my way. You know, does that make sense? And so, like, I'm never like, oh, you did it all wrong. Because you can do kids ministry a million different ways. I don't know that there's necessarily a right way to do it. And so when I give like, examples for me, it's just, it's just the way I do it. And so it's not to say you're doing it wrong. It's just the way I do it. And I listen to people. I'm like, that's amazing. And I steal ideas because the kingdom of God is all about stealing.
1: <laughs> so, um, all right, that's what it, is, it is all about stealing um, I think I borrowed every idea from other people But uh, no, seriously, um, Justin's a great resource If you do have questions, feel free You can call or email me um, And I will try to get you an answer Or I will steal it from someone else Or send you to someone else and say Hey, I know Ryan's doing a great job at doing this I'll send you their direction um, One of the things I did when we were on the East Coast, I actually invited the youth pastor and our junior high pastor to come through our ministry and sit in all day and for both services and tell us what we did or didn't do right. How did they feel when they came in? What did they see that was wrong? And in reverse, they asked me to come which then, of course, I give them all kinds of stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But it was a great evaluation tool. And it does make you nervous because you're like, and the day they come in is the day everything goes wrong. And But the great thing about that is is that it really gives you a great picture of what you can do right. And it can be the simplest things. Um, and since I've been in a large church, a small church, a medium church, a small, now a really sm- a small church, you get to see the difference in them, and, and but you can still do the simplest things. All the simplest things make everybody feel special. That is the one key thing. When you go to Disney, you feel special the day you arrive. Yeah. And, and if you can make the child leave feeling special, like they are it, you can do that. And it doesn't matter how big your group is. It doesn't matter how small or how big. Every child can leave feeling special. And I think that's the, that was the one thing that we tried to excel at or I tried to. Probably didn't do it very well all the time. Um, you can even ask some of my previous leaders I didn't do that very well. Um, but, and they're do, excelling way more than me. And that was the other thing, investing in people with the hope that they'll do better than you when, you, when you're not there. Yep. That has always been my goal. I, I get excited to know that something's better Now, or something's better than when I was there because they're moving on, and that's the exciting thing. And that's what I always hope for, no matter what church I've been or wherever I've gone, hearing that they're doing something even better or found a better way of doing something because I couldn't see it. And having people come in and evaluate is a great way of doing that. On behalf of all of us here on the Red Culture team, I
0: just want to give a special thank you for listening to our Red Culture Leadership Podcast, Episode 13. We hope the content and material in this episode is a help and a resource to you, our leaders, all around the state of Iowa.